Hi, once again, this is Chico West. I'm excited to be here. We're back for uh, episode three of Filter Optional on New Year's Eve, the yes. last day of 2018. And guess what? We are wearing our burnt orange. He made me wear my burnt orange. Tomorrow, we will be in the stands watching the Texas Longhorns play um, the Georgia Bulldogs. We are fired up for With the game. With our son on the sideline, so. What, what'd you say? With our son on the sideline. Oh, yes, he yes. will be, won't he? Oh, oh he is yeah. on the football Usually team. you that points that out, but <laughs> I have to say that because that's why I have my burnt orange on and not my uh, crimson tide, roll tide. Yeah, oh. but we're winners always anyway, so it just, we'll move on to the Longhorns now. Hook them. Hook them, baby. Hook them. We can do that right there. So we're excited. You know, since this is the last day of 2018, you know, we thought about talking about sex. No, we, oh my gosh. That's for episode 154, if we can get there, so. You didn't no. know I was gonna say I know, that, I did you? I didn't, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, we kind of planned uh, it out, and I go, I'm gonna do a shocker. It's not, we're not we gonna talk not. about sex. No, you know? we are not. But I, I was thinking that would be a fun topic to talk about. And um, for our sweet goddaughter that watches, uh, we're sorry. Yes. Your godfather is a terrible man. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No. But, but what we do love is we do love questions you know we we got a question from our first episode um talking about uh add and addiction you know to medicate or not we're going to do an episode on that we love questions so we encourage y'all after watching the episode or during the episode if something comes up we'd love for y'all to talk about uh ask us yes, questions that is a great question instead of like why is your golf game so bad Chico, oh someone know, asked that questions. question yeah, yes them. We're yeah. not going to answer those questions. No, but uh, what we're what we're thinking about was, you know, New Year's resolutions. Yes, because everybody on January first, right? They they make their resolutions. They decide what what 2019 is going to be. They're going to set it up. Yes, and you know what? I I did a little research. The most common resolutions, you know, the ten most common: eat healthier, uh, right. get more exercise, save money. Uh, Focus on self-care, read more, um, make new friends, learn a skill, get a new job, take up a hobby. But I like number 10, make no resolutions. You know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I um, My resolutions are always strange. Like, I remember one year I resolved to not tell such long stories, um, you know. Yes. Because <laughs> you thought I told such long, detailed stories. And Way so too much detail. I had, to, I had to work on that, though. I had to think about that. Yes. You know, but of course, it, it's always to work out more. I mean, I'm sure gym memberships and all that stuff just skyrocket in January. And, oh, big time. You know, but I prefer to wait till Easter to make, you know. A big real, resolution. Yeah, real health resolutions. You know, you kind of want to hunker down because January and February can be kind of depressing. Yes, as far they as the can. weather and so you're you're already setting yourself up for failure in a lot of ways as you head into the most depressing months in the um according year. to according you according to me yes yes that is my personal opinion my sweet friend that has a birthday on february 1st i always call her on february 1st and say this is my favorite day in february because you were born and then and then i hate the rest of february really but um Anyway. And you almost set yourself up to hate it. I do. I completely set myself up to hate it. But 
Yeah. They, there's a part of me that I love February because we go down to the San Antonio Rodeo. Yes, and yes. It's, I love that part. Yes, yes, I do too. But, um, but we did get a question about resolutions because, um, you know, someone was wondering, a, a lot of people resolve to quit drinking or, or, or doing drugs. Yes. Um, as the part of their New Year's resolution, as part of their healthier lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. And they, they make these resolutions. And generally, when we make resolutions, we can stick to them for a couple of months, correct? I mean, I can get Go to, to the gym, start working out, feel that. better. And um, so people will resolve to quit drinking or doing drugs, and then they can't stick to it. And why not? That's a great question, Shannon. I love that because a lot of times people uh, don't understand it, if they can't stop doing that is they have a, you, usually they have a disease. You know, I like to sum up, you know, here at Casa Kalina, we talk a lot about the disease concept. And the disease yeah. concept is, you know, I have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. Right, right. And, and so, but, but, um, so, but when a loved one says this, you know, it, the person that is living with the person struggling with addiction is going to say, yes, this is going to be our year where we mentally health wise, you know, get back on track and they are, they really mean it when they say it or they seemingly mean it. Oh, big time. Because but then you feel like they're a liar because they can't do it. So what's the, what's the story on that? Well, I love that you asked that because lots of times after they've gone on a, on a spree, on a bender, you know, and- Like during the holidays when there's so many parties and family functions and everyone's drinking. Everybody's drinking and they're, you know, they, they might say some stuff or do some stuff in that family situation where all of a sudden, okay, they, there will be consequences, you know, and something happens. That's after the allergy and the spree occurs. They come out of that and they have this firm resolution right. not to do it again. Right, and the family member believes them. I believe them. You know, a lot of you times. You believe them. Uh, you know, the family member believes them. But here's the deal. Do they believe themselves? I think they really, a lot of times, do. That see, that's the big misconception. People that are alcoholic, drug addict. I just like to sum it up and in that yeah. you know all in the same box. Yes. Uh, but a, a lot of times they have that firm resolution. They believe it. They really want to change. You know, most alcoholics want to change, you know, and they, they get that firm re resolution. They want, they, they, they put up this, you know, in a way of boundary. But what happens, that's where the mental part comes in. They become restless, irritable, discontent. Right. I've heard you talk about that a lot, a lot. Yeah. And so, so if they don't address that with in that sense of community, in that sense of working the steps and, and really. So that's how they prevent becoming restless, irritable, and discontent. How do they, you know, um, avoid getting that way? You're saying work a program, actually. Yeah, and, and lots of times. Instead time, of just quitting. And, uh, and they quit. You know, alcoholics, drug addicts, they quit multiple times, you know, or they so all of a sudden try to cut back and not use as much. Right. And that might work for a time period. But because they're lying to themselves, maybe, um, they're not as they really believe themselves. I'll, I'll say it that way because they really believe themselves. They don't seek out a program or 
I yeah, that I like your question. I I think I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They they don't believe themselves. You know, they. Uh, I think they really believe they can do it themselves. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very self uh, self absorbed. You yes. know, they they don't want to get in and expose. Uh, you know, the chaos that they've created in their life. Right. And so how does a loved one support that without automatic? I mean, I'm sorry. I, I would be, okay, here we go. So Chico says to me, you know, a few nights ago, Hey, let's talk about, you know, new year's resolutions. And I, I really, I, I didn't, I don't think I said new year's resolution. Oh, no, you didn't. I said that, but you said in the new year. Yes. I mean, you said, I think I want to try that keto diet, you know, because I've been reading about it and whatever. And I automatically have zero. I told him, I told you, because you said I'm, what I'm about to say is probably going to make you angry. Now, how did you know? You can't make oh, me I angry. Yeah, I mean, okay, all okay, of a sudden. Okay. I mean, Are you going to get angry? Did you not angry? hear the first I, episode? I know. You said something along the line. You did say, what did you say? Uh, I want to tell you something, but... You're going to get angry. No, I... You might get angry. I said, I have an idea I would like to share with you. But yeah. I'm afraid to share. I'm afraid to share because you might cut me off. I no, shared you're going to my... get angry. You use the word angry. Okay, I don't, I don't think... Okay, I'm because gonna... then I did get angry because we won't be doing a diet. I have zero faith in you to plan, execute, and whatever. It would be like a loved one that has been living with someone that is drinking or drugging, as you say, um, and they say, no, no, in the new year, I really, you know, want to behave differently. And how does the loved one support that without automatically having the incredibly negative thoughts like I had? Like, that is not going to happen. I'm going to be your keto coach, your keto cook. <laughs> Your keto shopper and I am not doing that. So how do you? How does a loved one support someone that has consistently shown that they are not going to <laughs> follow through? Well, and and I like that because I where you were getting where you were struggling is you were thinking, man, I'm I am setting you up to do everything, and I'm just going to be the only one that benefits. If, yes. Is that correct? Yes, and I was going to be worn out and tired yes. and over. And then you're you were going to get in and try to help manage my eating. But going back to okay, how yes. does a loved one help? I love that because the loved one, what you did different, it's going, man, I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> That's right. You know that is that is the deal. But you, I mean, you do want to begin to look at, okay, hey, eating healthier. You've mentioned that and stuff like that. Yes. But you don't want to do it for me, okay? No. And so the, I can't exactly. anymore. But here's the, here's the crazy thing is our biggest struggle lots of times at Casa Kalina is the family member. You know, right. the family member tries to overdo, and then when we start to hold them accountable, they go, uh-uh. Because I am going to say that I am not doing that for you, but already in my head I'm a little bit like, Oh, I might need to buy a cookbook and I might need to start really thinking about it because, you know, I, I, I might cave. I'm not, t I, I don't want to say that out loud because I might cave and you be just a keto did, coach. You, you just know, did, I did cave. I know. You know, and now I got it and I can replay it to you. I know, but I, uh, no, I'm going to say, no. Maybe I will. You come up with a plan. Maybe I'll buy you a cookbook. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm going to get for, <laughs> you know, New Year's now. 
you know, <laughs> New Year's gift since I didn't get anything for Christmas. But yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. But okay. Here, but here's the deal. You don't need to kid. That's that's kind of fun. I know. Well, I don't want but, you to bring But up. getting back to the families, you know, I like, yeah. you know, families know their loved one has a problem. Right. But here's the deal. Is and, during, and during the holidays, it's amped up because the family members having to kind of lie and, and uh, you know. Minimize. Minimize. And, rationalize. Yes. They're having to do that, too, along with the addict. So they're they're joining in. So oh. what do you call it? You call it, you don't call it enabling. You call it. Disabling. Disabling. You know, we'll, and we'll do a whole but, deal yeah, on no, that. We but, can. But here, here's the thing. The, the crazy thing is. Um, the the alcoholic, the drug addict, most of the time is not in denial about their disease. Okay. Okay. What the deal is, they recognize they have a problem. They've tried to control it. They've tried to, you know, uh, manage it, you know, maintain it, do all these things. But what the alcoholic, the drug addict, I, I just put them both together, is they're, what they're struggling with is delusion that they can somehow manage it themselves, that they're going to be different. Right. You know, that framework of, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, it's the old lady. You know, it's this, it's that. Right. You know, when I, what I struggled with in really embracing my addiction is my grandmother, you know, she got sober in 62 and then relapsed in, in 70 till 85, multiple programs. Right. I knew her addiction. It was for old women. I right. didn't think, a, you know, a 21-year-old. Because that was your experience. That was my experience. You yes. know, but I, I, was too, I was 21, blah, blah, blah. But I am truly an alcoholic drug addict. But the deal is the family members, what their big D is, is denial. You know, and so going back to right. your question, that denial gets in the way. And so they try to manage it. They try but to. they also try to control it. Oh, big time. So you have two people trying to control something in different ways and it's not working no it just creates more chaos right and resentment but you know and then that's where i get to the internal struggle of the family member like i really was already starting to resent you for trying to get me to do this diet with you and it, and really I mean, to your credit, it was just a question. It was just a question. But, I mean, I'm telling you that I but, have to it, figure out the, how to not try to control your <laughs> request or whatever. I mean, Yeah, I and know. it wasn't even a request. I like that you kind of wrestled with it. It was just a question. I threw it out as a question. But we had a good dialogue. You, but it, it kind of got you fired up. Yes, yes. You know, and I like that because what I did is, you know what? I go, I'm going to do some things. You know, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm going to begin to demonstrate. But you made you made some promises, and so we'll see. We will see. But, you know, there's still a shadow of doubt in my mind. But I think that's where, where how can I deal with that shadow of doubt in my mind, like as the codependent or the not the addict like the disabler the disabler yeah yes. you didn't want to disable me on on you know doing everything me kind how of can i how way. can i move on from that doubt you know because i i'm sure there are a lot of families out there right now that have had i mean well every family has dysfunction and then especially over the holidays there's probably some incident between someone that is weighing heavy on people's hearts and that's why they want to resolve to 
make things better and all that kind of stuff. Well, and a lot of you know, resolving with families is just pushing it under the rug. Well, right. And that, yes. And then there's that, uh, we talk a lot about, I know we don't want to talk about it now maybe, but secrecy versus privacy. Like, you know, I, th I don't think that families have to expose their um, private dealings with things. Like, however I choose to deal with myself and however you choose to get treatment and help and same with me however we choose to work our steps or our prayer life or you know that's between you and I and God and but as long as we don't have secrets yeah I love that concept the secrecy versus privacy oh so real quick just to kind of pause on that and jump on that is yeah sorry uh, I you know in in addiction and <clears throat> and we really believe you know both you and I that uh, addictions of family disease right you know and so the whole family needs changing that's our mission at Casa Kalina is to equip men and their families with the tools for a lifetime of freedom and sobriety right I, I love that because we're trying to help equip that but th but the deal is we have a lot of secrets you know and see you know we're as sick as our secrets and when we keep those secrets it just perpetuates the problem right you know and so the difference between secrecy and privacy is finding people that, you know, can, they, they won't expose it. They won't shame you because addiction is a shame-based disease. And so what we do is, you know, that's where that sense of community comes in. You know, if you see people yes. with long-term recovery, I, I like it. Uh, you know, we, we had a, a, a friend over the other night and I like what he shared is there's these four common characteristics. People go to treatment, they follow the aftercare plan, they're, they're working the steps and have a relationship with God and they have community. Yes, yes, which has always been so important because I think that leads to freedom, like you said, you know, equipping men and their families for a lifetime of freedom. You know, I need to be free from that doubt and I'm not the addict but I still need freedom from that doubt and the secrets, you know, whatever secrets I might be holding or whatever. But, but also it's the deal is you don't feel so alone. Right. You know, and so when you get around other people that are struggling with some of the same things you're doing, you know, they might be further along, but they can they can spur you on. They can push you forward. Right. Uh, and where you're not feeling alone, a lot of these family members feel uh, real alone. So, yes. you know, the deal is I, I see family members. I, I was talking to a family member. Uh, they have a 26 year old son, um, you know, that, it, that is in, in treatment. And what I challenged them, asked them, are they in Al-Anon? Are they going to, you, I think you were listening to my conversation with them. Yeah. Are they going to, uh, you know, celebrate recovery or prodigal ministry yes, or right. other stuff like that? Well, and I do think that a lot of disablers, um, like myself can get into the mode of, you know, I don't, I don't want a group therapy session. I don't, I don't need a group to, and that's, I, that, I think that's where secrecy and privacy comes in. I do think you can seek help in private while uncovering some of your secrets so that you can have freedom from your secrets. But I don't know that I do agree with you as from a treatment standpoint that you need an Al-Anon group or a Celebrate Recovery or a Prodigal Son. Like, but I also know my personality and, you know, being married to you, being married to an alcoholic and doing my own work with Al-Anon, you know, I was able to 
kind of privately work through my steps because of my schedule and because of everything else to get me out of denial. Yes, I, I, but, you know, but everybody, it does say, everybody needs a way to get out of that denial. But that's the great thing about the steps is you want to work with the sponsor. You want to do yeah. it, you know, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. You're not going to go expose. But the, once again, you know, we still had community. We still had yes. people in yes. there. So you're not saying no to community. But the no. deal is, that's the deal is we want to encourage because uh, I, a lot of times, you know, family members... Uh, I'm going to use this word. They're they're sometimes sicker than the addict, you know. They're really getting in there. Right. You know, we you know I helped produce a an 80 minute documentary I, right. uh, called Ask, um, and it and you can find it. It's called AskDocumentary.com, and it's free and and it's won yeah. some awards. But it was really talking about the the family members too. Right. Yes. And so I love it because we we followed around some different families and and talked about that uh, the, the addiction and what I was talking about earlier when you were asking me about you know the the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind yes that's the cycle of addiction you know I believe there's a cycle of addiction with codependency yes. but the deal is you know the alcoholic the drug addict they're uh, they're destructive they're like the Tasmanian devil you know they're <laughs> they're tearing everything up yes yes you know and so the the family members don't see where they're dysfunction is uh, yeah it's it's hard it's hard to see yes because what you're doing is oh, I'm doing the right thing but you're not addressing what's going on internally right but well and um, because of all the feelings you know there's 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 shame even though you're not the addict there's shame that that's actually going on underneath your roof and so again it goes back to addressing the feeling you know learning how to deal with your own feelings like if i start to feel shame because of you that's codependent because Bingo. i'm not responsible ding, 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 yeah ding, ding. <laughs> i'm not responsible for your feelings but yet i'm carrying them you know but that's a good codependent they yeah, they have. will carry those and they and the good addict will will just throw it on you yes. and allow you to carry it yes you know, um, so that's where getting healthy is not take that on because sometimes there's not a bad question. Going back to, you know, our interaction the other night when I was just talking about a keto diet. Hey, what are you thinking? I shared, I'm fearful just bringing this up. I just wanted to process it. You know, know, and at first you were taking it on, which I, is understandable. No, yeah, I was mad. I mean, and I, then I didn't the get defensive. The thought yes. of it. Because you started taking on my stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, yes. and and the good thing is we haven't. But then I backed off. I can work through it. I'm a, you know, I can work through it in my head as we process and I can get to a point of like, no. Yes. But here's the crazy thing is <laughs> that, you know, we were talking about this podcast and doing this vodcast is that I think that's the reason people were asking us because they see us work through this stuff. Yeah, you know, they do. They, they have do. they have they have seen us kind of wrestle with different things, and we wrestle with things in the open. You know. Yes, yes. And I think that's sometimes healthy. Is it? You know, it's not saying good, bad, right, or wrong on yeah. your part. You were wrestling with but that. But it's also it's also you know since our since you were in recovery when our kids were born, um, you know we've always you talk about that I allergy. I've been in recovery, not not a sense. I'm still in recovery. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know how I said that, but yeah. um, okay, whatever. So, um, <laughs> semantics. Yes. I'm all about semantics. I know. Yes, yes, you are. 
Um, Rain Man, but um, a little bit. <laughs> he's a very good driver. So, um, <laughs> see, and you throw me out. Since our kids were young, they they knew about like Daddy is allergic to alcohol, um, but that takes the shame out of it because we have taught our children since they were born that the disease model that big time that it is a disease and that you know it's just like we have many 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 friends that children have peanut allergy it's like you tell them that their body reacts the same way as a peanut allergy it can be deadly it, it is not it does not work and um yeah, they, and I love, I love talking about that allergy part because, like, with the peanut allergy, they need that EpiPen, and their throat starts to close up, and they can't breathe and stuff right. like that. Is with, uh, with addiction, I, I like to say it's, it's an allergy, but it, kind of the opposite of a peanut allergy where your throat closes up, your throat opens up right. and wants I more and can't you say that. get enough. Right, right. And um, that takes the shame out of it. And so I, I do think that... Um, the shame has been taken out of addiction for our children and for our family. After you expose it and not keep it secret, you know, and not think that the person is bad. It's it's the behavior. Yeah, and it's not. It's a, you know, and it, you it, hear that age old you know comparison of like, what if your family member? I've heard you say a million times, what if your family member had cancer or whatever. I mean, it's the same thing. It's a disease and. So that helps take the shame out of it, and then people can really move on to help, I think. Yes, and, but it doesn't, it doesn't take away. It takes away the shame that you have a disease, you know, because a lot of people drink. You, you partake with alcohol, but you don't have the disease. Right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't paralyze you. You don't, you know, do things like I did. Right, uh, right. And so there, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it you know, alcohol. There's something wrong right. with alcohol when it's ingested in my body. Right. You know, That's why you have the funny question that, you know, I go to a lot of conferences with Chico and I've been in this business with him for 23 years and all that stuff. And I always get, um, the top two questions I say I always get is one, how are you married to Chico? And, um, she's truly blessed. <laughs> yes. They say one, how are you married to Chico? And then the second question is, and do you drink? Um, are you in recovery? And I always say, well, the answer to both of those, is, I mean, the answer to the first one is also the answer to the second one or something like that. Like, yeah, how are you married to Chico? Well, because I drink, but, um, you know. I and it's a little it's, play. It's a joke, yes. Yes, it's a, yeah. yeah. So, but, but our, but our but, deal, getting back to what we're, you know, discussing is uh, that allergy. So we talk about the allergy big time in our family. Yes. You know, it doesn't take away uh, the fact that we want to hold people accountable. And, and the deal is you have consequences to your actions with your drinking. You know, even though you, you have this disease and you're, you know, you are truly uh, uh, delusional thinking that you can somehow control it. Right, right. You know, but once you begin to uh, educate them and teach them and get them to begin to embrace it, they can do something different. And parents try to control their kids drinking too. Wives do. Well, wives do, but they also, so this brings me to kind of, you know, we, people are always like, oh, it's so great that your kids have Chico as a dad and everything so they, you know, can stay, stay straight yes, and you can it see is. it. Well, yes, but we, we have always said, you know, it's kind of like being a preacher's kid too, like 
our kids are not immune. To, they're going to try it. They're going to do whatever. But it's the education behind it. In our experience, 23 years of experience, I have made note of you. We have two boys, and you've worked with men generally this entire time in addiction. I, I think, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but most of these young men that ended up struggling with addiction started their usage at a young age. Oh, it, it, like 14, 13, 14, or, like or middle even school younger. or even, yeah. yeah, even younger. But so that was always my point to our kids. Like you're going to make your own decisions. You know, you're going to. And there's consequences to, control, to those decisions. Right. I didn't try to control that, but I tried to tell them the earlier that you choose to get curious or partake, the bigger your chances are that you are going to end up with the disease of alcohol. That's well, scientific. I, that yes. A lot of people want to go to science. Oh, that's big time science. But I love the fact is, you know, the earlier you choose, just what you said right yeah. there, you know, you, the earlier you experiment. That's why I encourage families, the earlier you talk about it. You, yes. know, our, yes. you know, our son was, our oldest is 19. And when he was seven weeks old, I picked up my 10-year chip. Right. With him in uh, your arms. Yes. Yeah. Went to, you know, the Preston group and picked him up and celebrated 10 years of sobriety with my seven-week-old. Yeah. You know, so they have been part of my recovery journey. But, you know, you also, but I talk to parents a lot um, about, you know, because of our family and because of what you do and because you don't drink and I do. And so parents talk about a lot about our kids and everything. And I, I found a common theme when Travis was starting middle school, like when this topic was coming up is that, you know, parents really had a, um, and I remember you telling me, you know, you just wait, you know, you may not want to be putting your opinion out there so much because you will have friends with many varying opinions about alcohol and high school you know, alcohol and teenagers. And I did find, I remember being on a treadmill one day and I got my iPhone out and I put in the notes that you can't train a child to drink responsibly. Yeah, and that would be a great topic. It would be you a know, great topic. And, and so I like that we kind of spun out right there a little bit. Yeah, sorry, like, did like, I? Yeah, it, I it's all right. We're, but just talking about how sorry. come people don't, you know, get help. A lot of times is the family members don't want to, that uh, was a little off topic. Don't, sorry, don't, don't want to change. You know, the family members just want the person to change instead of them changing. Right. You know, the, the, the alcoholic drug addict, you know, believe they're, they're a little delusional thinking that they can somehow control it or manage it. Right. You know, that's why treatment is a great option. You know, and at Casa Kalina, we address all those things. Yes. You know, and so I'm kind of giving a little plug for Casa Kalina right here. Yes. You know, so please listen. It is a beautiful place. Yes, it is. But all the places that you have been in charge of um, have been a safe place to get sober and, unpack and help the families your crap. unpack. Yes. You know, and so we want to help families unpack their crap as well. Yes. And so uh, with, you know, you know, we're, we're going to have many different topics here on this show. We're excited about the many different topics. Yes. Uh, we're excited about the new year and really want to encourage people to, you know, pause over the next couple of days and go, okay, hey, what do I want maybe, in this new maybe, year? Maybe make a, maybe instead of, you know, a specific resolution, but to make a re resolution to 
work some sort of program to better your mental health and yeah. your, your stuff, because we all have it, even if we're in denial about it. And I'll make a resolution to, you know, continue to work on my codependency and taking on other people's feelings and yeah. vol well, and, and volunteering just for at, everything at school. <laughs> it, exactly. You just overdo. Say no. But, but one, number four on the top 10 resolutions, focus on self-care. And what we believe is if you really work, you know, kind of work a program of recovery, that's focusing on self-care. Yes. You know, and so what Shannon's saying is we want to encourage families, individuals, families, the whole nine yards is to work on that self-care. We, it is, you know, it is, um, I was looking for some big word and I didn't get it. Oh, hmm. You know, I'm not a wordsmith. Big word, I know, I am, but what I don't even know what you're trying to say. Yes, so you know, I, 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 Happy I, New Year. Happy New Year. I got a buddy that has big words and I, I yes. think of him right now. Yes, you yes. Know, I'll just say MD. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Um, but I think that's good. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Yeah. Y'all take care. Peace Hook out. Hook them. Hook them, baby. <laughs> Hook them. <laughs>